WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8-12, you're listening to WGNS. And this morning we have a political forum on the air. And over the last two weeks, we have asked for listeners to submit questions to us via email and text message. And then we'll get, well, we'll probably won't get to all the questions, but we'll try to get to quite a few of the questions for the candidates running for Rutherford County Mayor. And I guess let's just start off. We'll just go around the room and each of you introduce yourself and, uh, you know, spend maybe about 30 seconds to a minute telling a little bit about your background. So we'll just start in order. We'll start with you first. Yes, my name is Roy Solon Johnson. I am an engineer and a business owner, uh, 20 years plus management experience, uh, three college degrees, business administration, uh, bachelor's public administrations, master's criminal justice, uh, Grew up poor, grew up here in Murfreesboro, and uh, running for Rutherford County Mayor as a servant to the people. And uh, that's a little bit about me, and, and hopefully you got to watch the forum from the other night, and you'll get to hear this forum, and, and thank you guys for tuning in. All right, and uh, Randy Allen, over to you now. So uh, thank you, Scott, for having us this morning. I just want to start with that. Appreciate WGNS doing this. Uh, and both of my um, competitors other candidates for being here as well i'm randy allen i'm running for rutherford county mayor because i feel like we need a uh, a new way forward uh, it's time for a fresh perspective on some of the issues that are concerning to the community uh to this county and i feel like um you know i'm i've worked from uh, building relationships from laverne to eagleville uh I've, all of the um current community leaders and uh uh, mayors, um, I've worked with them uh, extensively over the last parts, uh, last 20 years. So, feel like I've got a um, opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity here, and we need to maximize that. So, uh, once again, Randy Allen running for Rutherford County Mayor. I'd appreciate your vote on August the fourth. And now we had a Joe Carr. Joe Carr. Morning, Scott. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I've been here many times before, Scott, as you know. Anyway, I'm Joe Carr. And I am the re Republican uh, primary nominee for Rutherford County Mayor. And like my gentleman before me, I, too, uh, would appreciate your vote on August 4th. Uh, my qualifications are rather extensive. I'm a two-time founder and CEO of uh, two different multimillion-dollar engineering companies, which I sold. I am a past legislator in the Tennessee General Assembly, having served three terms here in Rutherford County from 2008 to 2014. Most recently, I was the assistant commissioner uh, for TDEC under Governor Bill Lee. And so my extensive experience, managerial experience, um, both in the private sector uh, and in the public sector, I think are well suited to solving the number of challenges and problems that we have in front of us. I'm looking forward to doing that and embracing uh, in a collaborative way 
working with all the city mayors and the county commission and those directors and constitutional officers to move this county in a new direction uh, that can embrace everybody. Sounds good. And again, those listening, this is a political forum, and this is for the seat of Rutherford County Mayor. And uh, like I said earlier, we've had questions emailed and texted to us over the past two weeks or so. And we've got two more uh, forums coming up over the next couple of weeks. And you can go to our website if you want to ask any questions for those forums. But again, uh, we're not going to have time for all these questions. But if those who are listening want to ask a spur-of-the-moment question, you can do that by texting us at 615-893-1450. Can't guarantee we'll get to it, but we'll try. And what we'll do is we'll just ask the different questions, and uh, whoever wants to jump in, answer first. Maybe you don't want to answer, just jump in at any time. And we'll just start off, and I divided these into personal, uh, more personal type questions, I guess, so that folks could get to know you. Education, then landfill and waste issues, those seem to be big. Uh, issues on county employees, and then transportation, and of course, business and growth, because we're seeing a lot of that. So I guess we'll just start off with the more personal side of things. And this first question, if you were asked, what do you love most about Rutherford County? What would be the first thing that comes to mind? Well, I'll start. Um, that's a that's a great question because <clears throat> uh, I grew up as a the uh, son of a career fighter pilot in the United States Air Force. My father retired in 1971, so my mom's family goes back six generations to the Rockdale community, and so I had the opportunity uh, as a young as a young child um, to live all over. Europe and the United States and when we finally finally settled here it was obvious uh, that this was going to be home uh, I had many opportunities doing my graduate work uh, in, at the University of Texas and Abilene Christian but I always came back and so I've traveled extensively uh, Middle East Europe and I, I, there's something unique about Rutherford County that's different um, than any other place on the planet that I've been to and that's the testimony to that, Scott, is the fact that now we see so many people from around the country wanting to move here. And, it, and, I, and I spoke to this the other night, but it's not just lower taxes and opportunities for education and jobs, but it, there's some, there are freedoms and liberties that we experience here that quite honestly aren't available in certainly other parts of the world and indeed now in some parts of the country. So um, I'm very, very proud to be a native, native Rutherford County, and, and I can't imagine living anywhere else. Indeed, I've lived on the same farm for almost 30 years with my wife and children and now grandchildren. So glad to be here. Yeah, and that was Joe Carr. And if y'all would, maybe just either open with or close with your name so that listeners out there can uh, better recognize your voice and, and understand who's answering because, you know, it's radio. They can't, can't see you. <laughs> Uh, so again, that question was, what do you love most about Rutherford County? So, uh, Scott, my name is Randy Allen, and um, so I'll just tell you from my perspective, the thing that I love the most is the sense of community. Uh, we have a very unique um, group of organizations and uh, people here who love to work together. And when they, uh, as you know from our um, work on the Salvation Army Board and other places, I mean, when we have an issue, um, we rally around that issue. And that's not 
uh, that's not that common. I have found from other um, counties, other uh, people who've moved here, one of the things they recognize immediately is, wow, I can't believe all of you guys work together to solve issues. And I think that's a huge uh, asset to us here in Rutherford County. I think uh, the only thing holding us back is just our uh, willingness to capitalize on that and to find the subject matter matter experts in each area and bring them to the table uh, and uh, come up with a solution that's win-win for everybody. All right. All right. I'm Roy Solon Johnson, and um, you know what I love about Rutherford County? I've been here for 53 years. I grew up running around this place when MTSU was a lot of fields and the farm mm-hmm. was actually over on MTSU. Um, it's such a it was uh, such a good feel when you know growing up that you know it, it felt small and and people were nice to each other and, and kind of like Randy said we all helped each other you know but as we've grown and we've gotten a lot of people we still kind of have that feeling and that's what's so great about this the people here are amazing you know uh, you'll get your one or two that that may get upset or, or say something but but in general we we have a sense of community here and that's what makes this place so great because it's like randy said we don't have to be the expert in every field as a mayor we need to be willing to bring the expert to the table and listen and then be able to help solve the problem as a team you're as strong as your team so this community has a great sense of doing that and and they have always like i said Rutherford County has given me a lot. This is why I'm trying to get back. And this next question, again, uh, just jump in if you would like to answer it. And if not, we can move on to the next one. And the first question in regards to business and growth, what do you think attracts businesses to Rutherford County and what would attract more business? And I know your answers in that last one answered a lot with this question, but is there anything you can think of that would attract more business to our area? Well, I think we have to understand that just because a business wants to relocate here may not be in the best interest of the community. And so, and I say that because there are a lot of uh, businesses out on the coast, west and east coast, that have a completely different set of values and principles than we do. They're attracted to coming here because of the labor force, the education, uh, the low, t- especially the low taxes, and so they're attracted by the bottom line. But when they come here, we have to be careful about who we recruit because when they come here, they bring their values and their principles with them. And I think it's very, very important that our community leaders and our elected leaders understand that not every business is a suitable fit for coming here. So. Um, I think that there's a litmus test there that we have to perform uh, in that regard. But aside from that, Rutherford County is a destination point, not just for businesses, but it's also a destination point for individuals. And if you will embrace the values and the principles we had and the, the emphasis on liberty and freedom, uh, the opportunities here are unlimited if you want to move here and you're welcome in that, in that environment. Absolutely. I'm, my name's Joe Carr, by the way. I'm the one with the really deep voice. <laughs> um, I'm Randy Allen. Uh, As Randy tries to go down, a, how to, 
A little, I just thought, you're, you're, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have to keep going. Yeah, a little lower, Randy. They don't a have to worry. Lower. They don't You'll have to worry there. about me. I've got the country accent going, so uh, y'all know who I am. So, so uh, Randy Allen, and uh, so I just want to say, you know, first of all, um, Rutherford County is open for business, and uh, we do have to do a better job of bringing businesses here that um, have a competitive wage and allow our um, our residents to both live and work here not just survive but to thrive but what we're very fortunate uh, in having and we have worked um, very diligently uh, in workforce development uh, to um, maximize our um, our business um, education partnership so that uh, students who come out of MPSU, uh, Motlow, the TCAT, uh, even high schools are prepared for the jobs that are available here. It's very attractive. That's our number one resource in our community uh, when you're looking here as a business. Uh, you've got graduates coming out of our high schools with certifications that will allow them to make uh, a higher wage. Um, the Mechatronic certification is recognized throughout the the world as it's an international certification and a graduating senior can come out with a first level mechatron mechatronic certification and go to work anywhere in the world making a uh, higher wage than just a entry level and we're very fortunate to have developed that partnership um, in you know here in Rutherford County yes I'm I'm Roy Solon Johnson again um, you know, listen, what Joe's talking about, what Randy's talking about, it all goes together, okay? We don't need to accept just any company. We we need to bring some companies that kind of have our belief system, our work system. It, and But we also need to, to bring it to where when they come here, we want to make it um, where they want to come here so the tax rates and all that stuff help. But we also want it to where it benefits our community right so we we have to make sure that the jobs coming here we, we're very decisive and getting the income levels up uh you know that that helps with affordable housing right i mean the price of wood ain't going down guys so um the 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 cost of living is up so we need to get the income up so we need to be very selective of the companies we bring here their backgrounds, uh, their beliefs, but uh, it, this place is a wonderful place to bring a business. Uh, that's why everybody's coming here. Everybody wants to move here. The education system, as Randy's talking about, helps uh, with the system. So um, we have everything that a company wants. Now we need to be uh, really selective and work for both the company and the citizens here and bringing the right business to Rutherford County. Again, this morning, we are holding a political forum for those running for Rutherford County Mayor. And the only one who is running who is not here this morning, I, I should have said this earlier, Norman Hanks, but everybody was invited. So in studio with us, we have Randy Allen, Joe Carr, and Royce Olin Johnson. And again, Norman Hanks is the only one who is not in studio with us this morning. Time right now, 826. And this next question it also focuses on both business and growth and it's a long question but it is interesting it talks about how rutherford county continues to grow at a record pace and is there a point of uneven growth with more housing and then too little business and then they compare detroit to that issue because it says in the 1920s population in detroit making it the 13th largest city at that time 289,000 residents 
And then by the 1930s, you had Ford, you had Dodge, and, and so on. And I think all of y'all know the history in Motor City, and it mm-hmm. went up to a, a record population of 1.6 million in 1940, 1950, 1.8 million. And then these motor manufacturers, some closed, some moved elsewhere. And so the population started to decline in 1960. And 1960 went from 1.6 million to 2020, 639,000 residents. But in looking at this, I guess I didn't realize Detroit in the 1920s was at 289,000 residents. That kind of reminds me of where Rutherford County is today with our population at, what, 360. But it's interesting how fast it grew and then how fast they saw a decline. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about, when looking at numbers here in Rutherford County, our growth, what can we do to either continue to see growth in a positive way and to make sure we don't lose the businesses and the residents we have to other areas? No, y'all go first, oh, please. Okay, we'll swap. We'll go this way this time. Uh, <laughs> and it's nice to have a forum to where we all just take a chance to talk. I'm Roy Solon Johnson. I- I'll help you with that. When you look at the automotive industry, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Go down I-20 now. Now that's Detroit. That's all the automotive manufacturers. We're coming that they're coming this way. Nissan's here. Um, you know, and and that's that's part of the workforce. It's part of the texture. It's part of. Um, you know logistics and everything else it's a good location uh, to take businesses but yes there's nothing wrong with growth growth should be expected should be wanted we need that it's it's called controlled growth though it needs to be planned growth and 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 what we have to do is as these companies come in we have to plan for the age demographic coming the schools that are coming the traffics that are coming and we have to build this infrastructure together right and so if you do that you won't get into a chaotic, what I call a chaotic or uncontrolled growth. And that's kind of what happened with Detroit, right? They got so big so fast, they couldn't keep up. So we want Rutherford County to keep up. And to do that, we have to take all these, you know, it, it takes more firemen, more police officers, more first responders. All this grows when the company comes in here and this growth comes in here, housing comes in here. So we have to be able to get the jobs right, we gotta get the companies right, gotta get the infrastructure right. All this works together. And if that that's what I call a controlled planned growth. And if you do that, you don't run the risk, or the risk is a lot lower than running into what Detroit ran into. So um Scott, I'm Randy Allen. Um, and so, I mean, I can kind of summarize that question by, um, you know, are we putting all our eggs in one basket? Um, you know, are we so dependent on the automotive industry in Rutherford County that if there was a downturn uh, and supply chain issues, things like that, um, are we diverse enough to um, continue to have the economic um, level that we currently have and I would say um, you know it's a concern I've been out uh, well you know is if you work in the community you're gonna hear different things but I've I've been intentionally listening and and um, you hear that every once in a while because um, there are a lot of our community is dependent on uh, on the automotive industry if you go to any uh, fundraiser any event you'll see that Nissan is usually the primary or uh, higher level sponsor so 
a lot of our organizations are dependent on Nissan and its suppliers. Uh, but I will say that, um, you know, we're centrally located uh, to where we can access all of the interstates in the area very quickly. I-24, 65, 40, 840 has been a huge benefit to us. Um, it will continue. I think we're positioned correctly geographically. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, we need to think ahead. And I, one example that I can give you is that um, over at St. Thomas uh, Ascension now, uh, Gordon Ferguson a few years ago was thinking about, um, look, we've got, uh, we're not getting specialists, doctors moving here that are specialists. And so uh, he implemented a um, residency program so that St. Thomas, working with uh, UT Knoxville, had doctors who were doing their residencies here because they found that once uh, a doctor uh, does his residency uh, in a particular location, a lot of times they just stay here. They open their practice here so that we would have more access to specialists in Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Rutherford County in general, instead of having to drive to Nashville or somewhere else. So I would say, you know, we need to be very intentional about who we're recruiting and who we're training and, and uh, the programs that we're offering here to educate our um, our population. Real quick, Joe Carr, uh, I would disagree just a little bit. I think the strength of this uh, community economically is its diversity. Um, it, that may have been true about the dependency on the automotive sector 20 years ago, but this county has grown, uh, doubled in size in the last 20 years. What we're finding is, is that um, Rutherford County, like a lot of the collar counties around Davidson they move here and unfortunately they work in Nashville so we've got some serious traffic issues with I-24 as a result of that but those people going to and from Nashville are going to a multitude of diverse occupations and companies and we are now finding that Rutherford County is a destination point for a lot of those counties moving out of Davidson County and indeed moving away from places like Detroit and they're coming here so it's just it's not the automotive sector and because of that diversity uh, economically Rutherford County has been a very stable place uh, economically to work when the rest of the country has seen significant downturns. We have not experienced those downturns. Now, did we plateau or decline slightly? Most certainly, but to the extent that we uh, declined like a Detroit has done or like some of the other communities that are heavily dependent on a single industry, that has not been the case. And what we need to do is we need, need to continue that diversity. And to do that, it's going to take leadership with vision. And uh, that vision is specifically why I'm running. And again, I'm Joe Carr, and I appreciate your vote. Time right now, 834. Again, you're listening to a political forum this morning with those who are running for Rutherford County Mayor. And our guest today in studio, Joe Carr, Randy Allen, and Royce Olin Johnson. Norman Hanks was invited, but uh, he is not with us this morning. Time again, 834. We'll get to more questions in just a minute. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. 
Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. News time right now, 8.36. Again, you're listening to WGNS on this Thursday morning. This is a political forum, and this morning, those who are running for Rutherford County Mayor are in studio with us, including Randy Allen, Joe Carr, and Royce Olin Johnson. Norman Hanks not with us today, and we are asking questions that were submitted to us over the last two weeks, either via text or email. And this next question, uh, we'll go with business and growth again. This one says, how do you feel about state money going to sports entities like the Chattanooga Lookouts, Tennessee Smokies, Nashville Fairground Speedways, Bridgestone Arena, new Titans Indoor Arena, and then also the Grizzlies in Memphis versus figuring out ways to bring that money into Rutherford County instead with sports and other things like sports? Well, you want to start over here again? I'll go first. We'll go around the room again. I'm Roy Solon Johnson. Um, boy, that's a tough one. We all love sports. We all need downtime. We all have busy lives. Um, you know, from a from a taxpayer standpoint, though, I can see where it gets very, very frustrating to where we're going to offer up money for a sports stadium, and we need potholes fixed over here on 24, 65, or 840, or Murfreesboro. You know, physical responsibility is key to understanding everything you you have got to be be smart with the taxpayers money and we need some of that money coming in to help us fix some of the issues we have now i love sports don't get me wrong i'm a titans fan but at some point we need to 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 start reaching out as a mayor i see that job as working coexistingly with city mayors adjacent county mayors state legislators governors you have to be working as a team to build the infrastructure you need here to keep people safe and get people to where they're going from point a to point b and and i said this the other night on the forum and and you know when you've got cops and firemen and ambulance stuck in traffic with in some cases no even pull-off lane so what the car what what happens with the car he just stops in the middle of the road Every second is a life. We could lose somebody. We have got to get that stuff fixed. So I think we need, I would prefer some of that money, not necessarily going to all those sports entities, but we need to work out bring it, bring that money down here and, and help fix some of this. Now, if we were all nice and we had beautiful paved roads and, 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 and infrastructure that got everybody there safe, that's one thing, but um, not totally against it. I understand what it's there for, and, and it helps us de-stress a little bit. But uh, I think we need to be better at where we're spending our money. We need to be a little bit more wiser about that. 
uh, Randy Allen. Um, I am a um, fiscal conservative, so I just it's hard for me to um, think about spending taxpayer dollars on um, on infrastructure that supports um, sports outside of our outside of our county. I mean, it's a little bit different if the school system's trying to support a local team or uh, something like that. I and then it's a cost benefit. Um, you know analysis we have to determine whether or not our investment is going to be um, what the ROI is um, and determine whether or not that's the best route for this county going forward our municipalities uh, have the autonomy to make decisions like that and in some cases we need to be supportive and in others we uh, need to be working in a collaborative effort to um, determine what's best for our county residents Joe Carr, so this is <clears throat> this is a complicated issue because the sports industry is an industry like any other industry, uh, the entertainment industry, the automotive industry, the construction industry, and we see now and have seen um, over the last several several years government, especially state and local governments, getting involved in a, trying to attract industry to the community, create jobs and economic opportunity. The, everybody knows the reason why they do it. So to single out sports entities as opposed to any other industry seems to me to be somewhat arbitrary when they generate tax dollars just like every other industry. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I am very leery of the government getting involved in doing things like that because what the government does is pick winners and losers. And so every time the government subsidizes or offers tax incentives or rebates or whatever to an industry, whether it's sports, entertainment, uh, construction, it doesn't matter. Uh, warehousing, uh, manufacturing, they're all industries that generate revenue, tax dollars back to the tax base. Every time the government does that, it's picking a winner and it's picking a loser. And I think whether it's local, state, or federal, the government needs to be very, very careful in doing that. And while I would never say no to opportunities that create economic prosperity for everybody, I think we need to look at it through the lens that when the government gets involved, that's typically a pretty heavy bureaucratic hand and we just need to be cautious. I remember not too long ago we faced in <coughs> Rutherford County possibly getting the Nashville Super Speedway and it was voiced that we didn't want that exactly. with the noise of it and then they built directly on the <laughs> Rutherford Wilson County line. And I was there last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and and look at it now though. I I mean Yes, they went downhill with attendance, but they have climbed back up yeah. with new owners. And then we also have the Tennessee Downs, which are building a raceway and much more right over the county line in Bedford County. But they first came looking into Rutherford County. Uh, so, you know, we do see sports coming into Rutherford County and wanting to be here. It's just a matter of are we willing, I guess, to work with? Well, Scott, and we got we got that sports park that was announced by Mayor McFarland not just what a couple of months ago. Massive. That, that's right. It's going to be right there on the uh, edge of 840 and 41A of Murfreesboro Road, a couple hundred acres. So, you know, sports is an industry just like any other industry. Uh, I just think again we need to be cautious and careful about how we proceed as government in picking winners and losers. Yeah, and let's talk about that legacy for a minute. I mean, now the plan that I looked at, I, I'm all for legacy park. That's fine. I know it's on the Horde Farm, and I know what it's doing, right? 
But I didn't see very many entrances and exits on that thing. And you're dumping that on Murfreesboro Road. You're fixing to create a nightmare of traffic unless we re-look at that issue. Um, you know, I, I, I'm all for that. I didn't see the, the fire stations, the police stations, the stuff that's going to house that. There's a lot of people over there. That stuff is what I'm talking about. I'm all for growth. But we need to, to really take a look at where we're putting this stuff and how do what what other structures go with this to support that facility and those people. So I, I'm just going by what I seen in City Hall, took pictures of. I didn't see a whole lot of entrance and exits over there, and that concerns me. Um, let me just insert. So I also had some concerns about that. And uh, after talking to Mayor McFarland about it and their meeting with TDOT, to uh, add additional lanes uh, to Broad Street to 840 and uh, uh, reconfiguring the 840 uh, interchange there. Uh, I felt a little bit better about it. At least they were forward thinking uh, about the traffic and that type of thing. So. And of okay. course, that place has been compared to the Disney wild world <laughs> of sports, but yet it's bigger than what Disney has in Florida. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be massive. Now this next question, if a company came to you, if you were mayor, with a project idea that would require public-private partnerships, perhaps the proposal of the county paying for the land the company was going to build on, with a promise of creating high-paying jobs and more tax revenue, how would you handle this? And this kind of goes in line with what we were talking about with sports. So I've done some of this, both in the private and the public sector. And um, there are too many unknowns in the hypothetical, Scott. What are those jobs? What's the average salary of those jobs? How many of those jobs? What's the investment being sought after by that private entity from the, from the public sector? And But more importantly, is there a clawback provision in that agreement whereby if the company doesn't live up to their agreement the, co the government the local entity at this point can call back those provisions of that were unfulfilled as a result of a broken agreement so again i have negotiated a number of agreements like this and so i'm not deflecting the question there just aren't enough details in the question to give a concrete answer but just to give you an idea that these are the kinds of things that go into a negotiation about how do we proceed in a public-private partnership. I think there are some opportunities there, but we have to be very, very careful. And I go back to the very first question in the forum was, is this a company or an entity that fits into the values and the principles of our community? Are they a good fit? And do they provide the necessary jobs that elevate uh, the surrounding economic community. Those are the two things, but those those are some of the questions you've got to get to in negotiation. So, Randy Allen, uh, I agree. Uh, some of the details of that question are very vague. Uh, I will say that you know we would need to um, look at the location, the demographics. Um, most of the economic development that is proposed in Rutherford County is coming directly to our cities. Uh, the infrastructure outside the unincorporated area is not, um, it's not ideal. We're not uh, proactive. We haven't um, necessarily um, built the infrastructure for people to come uh, directly to the county. They may come to the county, but we're going to have to work directly with uh, Smyrna, Laverne, Murfreesboro, and Eagleville to determine um, what's available and if it's a good fit for that area. 
Right. Uh, Royce Owen Johnson again. Uh, both of these guys, they, they, they hit it. it. It's very vague, uh, but you've got to have some of the unknowns. That, and, and, and some of those unknowns is what kind of work is coming, what kind of age demographics coming, what does that affect school-wise, what does that affect um, – you know, with our other resources that have to support that, our support resources, our first responders, our infrastructure, uh, all that all that kind of goes together. You know, I, I kind of look at Rutherford County and I go, why have, why have we been growing so fast, but yet our kids every year are still in school portables? I just can't understand that. And when you see stuff in Texas uh, that happened like that, a portable is not safe. You ain't even got to go in the building. So I asked those questions. Why, why, why are we still doing that? And so we have to get better at planning on the infrastructure, the resources, and, and the stuff that come here. Now those companies coming, they hey, help with that. If we don't give them a forever eternity tax break, we I don't mind giving a company a tax break to get started, but they're going to have to come in with some of the resources. It's got to be a win-win for both sides here, uh, for for the economy, for the for the people, and for the business. So. What you're bringing and how it fits is really key in the understanding of how it improves for both sides. And, of course, we've seen things like this with, for example, Costco moving into the city of Murfreesboro, where Murfreesboro basically paid for the land. And even though Costco will at some point own that property, that is a tax break for them with property taxes for several years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there are wins to doing things like that at times i guess it all depends on what kind of revenue is going to come in sales tax revenue versus just the creation of uh, jobs alone so there are a lot of things to look at for sure yes now this next question it is again with business and growth and it does deal with the infrastructure issue do we have the infrastructure in place in the county for developers to start building things like apartment complexes because we have schools that are in distant places within our county so could things like apartment complexes be built outside the city limits of most of our cities like murfreesboro laverne smyrna and of course eagleville randy you want to take a chance to go first i don't me and joe's been going first you're more welcome to or i'll go first no i'm happy to go first um i think um you know I think it's a it is a fine balance um, because um, you know most people most developers that are looking to do that want to be centrally located Uh, they want their residents to have uh, access to grocery stores schools um, all of those things and we talk about infrastructure a lot of times we're talking about roads and that type of thing but we've also you know got to focus on broadband uh, you know, does broadband? That's a that's another huge thing when um, people are looking at where to locate within our county, uh, whether or not they're on a uh, sewer system or on a step system. You know, a septic system. Um, it, most a lot of Rutherford County is rock. You know, it's um, it's not easy to to um, build a step system. Um, it's expensive and uh you know and a lot of if you look at what our drainage plans um are for our county uh they're they're going to sinkholes uh so i mean that's not a good long-term uh solution either so uh yeah i think it's um we just you know we would need to look at more of where they want to locate and and how to help them so the infrastructure in murfreesboro smyrna laverne 
and Eagleville, um, along with Rutherford County, is already stretched to the limits. The last thing we need is uh, an encouraging overdevelopment in those um, stressed areas within the county, within the city limits. Part of that reason is because we have an ineffective funding model for growth. And there, there is, because most of the time, a lot of the time, the property taxes that Rutherford County and the cities pay go to fund the imbalance between the impact of that growth and the, what's required to build out that growth in the form of infrastructure and services. So every time a 200 apartment complex or four, three or 400 development, house development comes in, that impact of that new development requires an immediate service of fire, EMS, roads, schools and that's an what's called an impact that so that development creates a impact on the county the current impact fees do not pay for the impact of those services that are now required or the additional services the pro current property tax owners pay for that and so that's an an equitable funding model and so as the county mayor, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work with the city leaders and our community leaders to find out how we can come up with a more appropriate and accurate and fair funding model for those communities that or those developments that want to come to our community and to make sure that if you want it, and this is a very, very conservative position, if you want it, you can have it, but you have to pay for it. And so the property taxes should go toward the maintaining of that development, not the uh, inf not the creation of that development. Again, you, go ahead. Oh, nope, sorry, my turn. Roy Solon Johnson. <laughs> I, I want to answer that because Joe's right. You know, the the impact fees uh, and the way this thing is funded now is not going to keep up when you're talking apartment complexes. Okay. Yeah, people's property tax went up, and you're going to get more tax revenues from that, uh, and, and that's fine. But that's not what that's intended for, okay? It, that's what I was talking about. When you bring a business here, you have to think about the total impact that it has on the community, the resources you have to have for that, the schools, the age demographic, the, the police, all those resources. So we need a better funding model to make sure that that doesn't hit the taxpayers so much. We got to take a short break. And again, this morning, we are hosting a political forum for those running for Rutherford County Mayor. In studio with us this morning, Royce Olin Johnson, Randy Allen, and Joe Carr. We're going to take another short break. But when we come back, we'll only have a few minutes left. But it's a question that I know a lot of folks are concerned about, and that is the cost of housing, the rise in cost of housing. So what are we going to do for those who literally can't afford to live here anymore, even though they may have lived here all their life? So fair housing prices, what are we going to do, if anything, about that? Time right now, 8.54. We will be right back. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your home lawn and garden needs. We have a great selection of Carhartt clothing. We also have wonderful, unique gift ideas, our Melissa and Doug educational toys. And if you're needing things for your garden, we'd have everything you need to help those gardens grow. Come on over to the Co-op Farm and Home Center just off of South Church on Middle Tennessee Boulevard. 
please come see us at the Rumford Farmers Co-op. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with a partial sunshine developing a high in the low 90s. Tonight's slight chance for showers and storms early, a low near 71. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Receive breaking news, sports scores, traffic, and weather bulletins on your cell phone. Sign up for text alerts at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.56, you're tuned in this morning and you're tuned in to a political forum for those running for Rutherford County Mayor. And again with us today, Joe Carr, Randy Allen and Royce Olin Johnson. Norman Hanks is not in studio with us, but everyone was invited. So the last question of the morning probably, because it's 8.57, it has to do with the cost of housing and the recent increase we've seen over the last three to five years and it's been a big increase so what do you do about affordable housing I can start on that Randy Allen so um, you know affordable housing is a interesting and very complex issue especially in Rutherford County when we're seeing uh, our highest property uh, values um, in you know in recent history but um, it really you know it's a it's an economic supply and demand issue it's a um, cost of living issue it is a educational issue um, you know what's alarming is that um, four years ago when I ran in the in the Republican primary we were talking about um, not becoming a bedroom community to Davidson County uh, that was important to voters at that time and what we've uh, seen now is that we are referred to as a bedroom community uh, people are working somewhere else and living here um, a lot of uh, new subdivisions and things that are set up uh, strategically to uh, funnel the workforce into Davidson County uh, or Williamson County. And, um, you know, it, where it becomes alarming is when our first responders, our police officers, our firemen, our uh, EMS workers cannot afford to live in the same community that they serve. Uh, and so, um, you know, recently I had talked to uh, – friend of mine that is in um, um, counseling for first-time home buyers and they are being forced to go to Coffee County and Bedford County and uh, in order to find uh, affordable housing so I think it's a concern I think we have to be very intentional about how we address it and I think it we're, we need a consensus 
uh, among all municipalities uh, of how we'll do that because uh, living in Laverne uh, is much different than living in Eagleville. And um, we just need to be aware of that and try to address concerns as they develop. We've got like 30 seconds Real, left. real quick, uh, I disagree with uh, Randy. I don't think we're a bedroom community of Davidson County. I think that's something that we've been quite vigilant about. We have our own identity. We, have, we know who we are. We just got to create this vision so we can move forward. And creating affordable housing is certainly a part of that equation in moving forward. Royce, 20 right. seconds. Royce Ola Johnson. Hey, it, it is the law of supply and demand. It's, it's better paying jobs. It's bringing better jobs here. It's uh, big, working with the developers and the housing, the builders, to maybe build some smaller houses that can bring down the cost of housing. All that stuff's going to work together. Uh, I thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for a great day. And thank you, gentlemen, for being here. And that's going to do it. You're thank listening you, to WGNS Murphy's Bro. We'll post this podcast on our website in just a minute. I'm Ron Jordan. Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron says commissioners have approved the 2022-23 budget without raising taxes. We passed the uh, final budget without a tax increase, no property tax increase, and we were able to do that with the lowest certified tax rate in the history of Rutherford County. That tax rate dropped from 2.2% down to 